the Cult Worthy Podcast. Join me, Antonio Palacios, each week as I guide you through a never-ending sea of obscure cinema and cult-worthy gems that deserve a rediscovery. Find me on all listening platforms and at thecultworthy.com. The Cult Worthy Podcast. Join us. Attention. The MILF and Me Podcast contains strong language and open conversations about sexuality, a multitude of lifestyles, and occasional criticism of political fuckery. Keep politics out of your pants, folks. Your hosts, Antonio and Diana, are not certified relationship therapists. We are cynical assholes with microphones, pretty much like every other podcast. And so with that out of the way, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Milf and Me Podcast. I'm your host, Antonio, along with my lovely co-host, Diana. Diana, welcome. Thank you. Great episode last week with our friend Stephanie. Learned a lot. I loved her before, but extra, extra love her now. And we're talking about her like she's not in the room, but she is in the room. (laughs) Stephanie, welcome back to the show. There she is. Hi. Hi. Hi, me again, you guys. Yeah. Thank you for coming back to the studio this week. I mean, I love it. I love you people. Or thank you for sitting down for another hour in the same recording session. Yeah. Not to break the illusion that we do this every week. (laughs) But this is a fun episode. This episode is our second run at the love guru roulette there is no format today there is no topic we are going to watch five just random love gurus and have our little way with them and see Mm -hmm. are we getting good advice are we getting bad advice stephanie did you ever get on instagram or tiktok or facebook reels or stories and see what kind of gurus are out there and what kind of advice they're giving people. No. You don't waste your time with that because you don't need it. No. She's a grown-ass woman and has, like, shit to do every day. We so. have to say that that's not to say, I'm going to say clarify this, there's been some amazing messages that I've heard that have been, like, shared around yeah. in the community. Fantastic. But do I seek that out? No. We didn't either until we started doing this podcast and had this idea. And once we got in there, we were like, what the fuck are these people talking about? (laughs) And then it's like, you know, everyone talks about like, oh, fake news and stuff like that. Hey, freedom of speech. But also there are so many just dumb people out there Mm -hmm. or people that don't have direction or people that don't know how to think for themselves. And they just attach themselves to a personality or an ideology. And that becomes their whole identity. Mm-hmm. That becomes their whole life when we talk about people like Andrew Tate and the Red Pill people. But even it works with these self-help gurus that have been around for years, like Tony Robbins mm-hmm. yeah. or Stephen Covey. Like, this isn't anything new. Mm-hmm. It's just now more accessible because we have social media and right. reels and Instagram. Yeah. We came up with this little game show. <laughs> yes. Love Guru Roulette because we do one every week, but I think it's fun to like just throw all of them out. We're going to do five today and just see what we think. Are you ready to play? Hell yeah. And here we go. Welcome to Love Guru Roulette, where we are going to play five random love gurus, and our guests, Stephanie, Diana, and myself, are going to deconstruct what they have to say. Good advice, bad advice, undecided. We will determine, and you determine yourself. So with that, let's get started on Love Guru Roulette. Here's the first one, y'all. Have fun. You sound like a game show host. Brutal truth about dating leftover women. Majority of women, 35 and older. 
appears to have matching tendencies that lead to irreconcilable differences. Smart man like Leonardo DiCaprio seems to understand this quite well. So, women who manage to hit 35 and never marry are leftover women. You've deviated every essence of femininity. When a man tells this woman, don't do that, she says, I do what I want. You're not my father. When a man says, stop, you will hurt yourself. She says, I can handle myself. When a man says, no thanks, I don't date single moms. She asks, do you not want kids? When a man says, let's have kids, she says, I don't want to have kids. When a man says, I got to give my baby mother some money for my kids' school clothes. She says, no, child support is enough. When a man marries this woman with kids, she says, we are a package deal and persuades you to adopt him. When a man says, I want you to fit in my system, she says, I already have a system. When a man is a man, she is not compatible. And that is the brutal truth. <laughs> what a fuck. Leftover women, y'all. What a fuck stick. <laughs> the whole title, like that was the exa- that was the title on the His title thing. is Leftover Women. <laughs> oh my God. I just laugh. I mean, honestly, like, do dick faces like that really exist? Come on. He's just a fucking asshole that's trying to get likes. And like, that's what I say usually, right? On these love gurus is that they are attention seekers. I mean, yeah. like, anything is a view. Like, does anyone really think about that? And like, if you really do think about that or think like that, sweetheart, like, more power to you. Have fun with your boring life. Because oh my, I have never, ever, ever, and I've always been ridiculously authentic. I have never been more myself in my entire life than here I am at 40. Fucking buckle up. It's I totally, so fun. I totally agree with that. I, yeah. I mean, it's cliche, but like, have a good time. We like, know who we are oh. at this age. Like, we know who we are. We know what we want. We know what we like. We know what gets us off we know what doesn't get us off and that whole like idea sorry this like this is something that's really been bothering me lately does the whole idea that you know like i can take care of myself blah, 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 that has nothing to do with not being feminine right right like, that that's not mutually excuse you being feminine doesn't mean that i'm like a damsel in distress all the time yep that's exactly right you know i adore my femininity and i i i'm like cool yeah go like do all the construction that you want because I don't want to do it and I'm going to hang out over here and make things pretty. Yeah. That has nothing to do with my capability of being able to do it if I so choose. You yep. know? Anyway. exactly right. I totally agree with that. And it's a personal attack against women like you yes. and millions of women that are out there and I wish that I could agree with you in the sense that are people really believing this shit? Is this guy just doing this for likes? Unfortunately, Diana and I have watched enough of these and mm-hmm. we are seeing traditional love gurus that we actually liked start to lose followers, lose listeners, and have less presence on these apps. And they're being replaced by people like this yeah. in multitudes and of all ages. I mean, this guy was probably in his 40s or 50s. But again, that's the point. He knows that that's what's going to get him likes, then that's what's going to get him followers, and that's how he's going to make money. It it's gross. It's There's people that are disgusting. listening to it that are like really taking it to heart. That's so, the sickening Lord. part. So without giving too much away, someone very close to my inner circle just had her boss let go of his position for preaching this kind of shit to his <gasps> female employees. Oh, <gasps> good. 
And this was here in Utah. Really? I mean, so you, you just said that very slow, like that was shocking. Here in this patriarchal state, but, Utah. But I mean, this yeah. Is, this is my point. This yeah. could be anywhere. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And the fact that this was just a man who was a manager yeah. of a business. Yeah. All of a sudden, feeling that he mm. has the rights and the responsibility to teach women that he works with. That they're leftover women. Is that what you're saying? He was doing it in the workplace. In the workplace. And yeah, he's gone now. Bullshit. The other thing, too, that this dumbass says is, like, adopt the kids when he's <laughs> hooking up with some chick that has kids from another. No. Take your nasty-ass hands off my kids. These uh -huh. are not your kids to adopt. Like, they have yeah. a dad. Like, who? Yeah. Where do they come up with this shit? Yeah. Like, I mean, and 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 also they they act like we're looking for that. We're like, oh, please come in and discipline our kids and make it yeah. even harder. Like, yeah. no. Anyways, sorry. No, you're 100 percent right. Fuck so stick. unfortunately, love guru number one is a fuck stick. Well, he is. And, you know, this is not the last love guru roulette we're going to ever play. And I'm sure there's a lot more people like this on there. Mm -hmm. But I yep. guess we'll find out. So how about this next one? Let's spin the wheel and see what it gives us. All right. Have you ever been in this situation? You start going out with a guy. Things are going well. There's some chemistry in there. And about three months in, he starts making plans of the future with you. And you're also beginning to feel that romance. So you get excited because you think you finally found the one, the guy that's going to commit to you. And then a month later, he disappears. He stops texting you. What happened? The reason is because when us guys, when we're in that honeymoon phase, when our brains are hijacked with dopamine, we're dumb. We will literally say anything we're feeling at the moment. And then once that romance fades away, we come to our senses and we're like, why did we say that? So the next time a guy puts you in his future plans, make sure the honeymoon phase has passed, which is around six to eight months. And after all that time, if he still makes plans with you, then yeah, that's a really good sign. Yep. Hmm. I have experienced that firsthand. Interesting. I think I've experienced that firsthand too. Uh, my current boyfriend and I moved really fast. It was like instantaneous. Um, and it was kind of like against our wills. <laughs> like we weren't yeah. looking for it. And it was like, Ooh, like, okay, you're kind of perfect. Um, I'm, I'm saying that's kind of rare. Uh, but I do kind of, I mean, I think the, the whole, the whole old ideology of date somebody through the seasons to really see who that person mm. is. Yep. Is. I, I think it rings true all the time. They say that people have personality disorders. I don't know how scientific this is. I mean, might get backlash. They say people with personality disorders cannot hold on the facade longer than yes. a year. I 100% just came out of a relationship that you are speaking right to me right now. There you go. I yeah. mean, they, they really can play and they can do all the things. But yeah. I mean, I, it lasted four months and it was the most abusive relationship I've ever found myself in. Um, the seasons, it's a real thing. Like I'm literally in therapy right now mm -hmm. discussing this exact thing. Well, Don't rush thing. into things because of that. And the facade, the honeymoon mm -hmm. stage, that shit is real. Like he used to tell me, I can't wait to make you Mrs. And then uh, he would say his last name and flag. I was so excited and that was flattering. Uh -huh. And I've been doing this for 10 years. Fuck. Of course I'm getting excited. I'm like, yeah. yes, I'm gonna spend my life with this man. Yeah. That was in the first two months. Red, that those were red, red flag. Yep. If somebody is like, I mean, there's a term. It's called love bombing. And if somebody is love bombing you and and just you know throw like throwing that out you, 
I'm not saying because, you know, I guess technically with Steve and I, like he loved bond me, but it was authentic. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that that can't and will exist. Um, But one thing I want to push back on that guy is uh, same goes for the woman. Like, sorry, like that, that, that's not a male dominant trait. I, there were so many people that like at the beginning, it was like, you know, stars in your eyes. We feel the same levels of yeah. dopamine yeah, and it can fade just as fast. My turn, because that's exactly what I was going to say. So I've said many times on this podcast that I am by no means an alpha. I consider myself a dominant beta mm-hmm. and Diana's situations have mostly been with alphas. It's, yep. I think this is more of like an alpha thing, oh, totally. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where it gets tricky for me. Yeah, I love bomb the shit out of every woman I date. The problem is, is I back it up. If I'm not interested, I don't love bomb. Instead, mm-hmm. I wait and see. And that's usually been when my better relationships have happened. However, I have been love bombed by women before. Mm-hmm. that were either just waiting for me to either become available because I guess I was just in their their scope for a while. And then once they got me, guess what? The fantasy didn't live up to the reality. Mm. Or the reality didn't live up to the fantasy. Yeah. And just like Diana said, the season changed and it was gone. It was over. It happens. And I've told her this a million times. I'm over the hump of being resentful yeah. In my 20s and 30s, I resented the shit out of that. And now I just think that humans are who they are. Yep. And you can work. And if you both want to work, it might not be the perfect ending that you are hoping for. Right. But if you find a level of respect and sustainability, that might be exactly what you need. Maybe you weren't meant to be a person who is always in love, who is yeah. always riding on a cloud. Right. Maybe your perfect life is being just compatible and sustainable and having fun and working through struggles. But 100%. It, it's not going to be the eternal honeymoon that I think a lot of people still expect. Yep, totally. Well, and they get into that a lot. You know, um, that that shifted hugely during the, I think, 1800s. Of You know, you used to get married because it was a business contract. And you, <laughs> you know, like you, like yeah. it was all about like, you know, the dowry and this. And then you had a side piece that you had passion with right right now we expect these people to romantically fulfill us financially fulfill us sexually fulfill us like it's almost impossible to tick all of those boss boxes right mm-hmm. yeah um, you need to change the perspective of what a healthy relationship is yes i guess the last thing i'd have to say on that too is going back to like the alpha and beta side betas stick around longer yes you know, true. like I, I will put in the work, even if it feels wrong. Even if the red flag is massive in front of your face, you mm-hmm. will stick around. I know that about you. Because I can't compete with a lot of alphas. But I'll tell you what, there have been plenty of times where my partner left me for an alpha and came back three months later. Right. Yep. But I'm just saying like it, it. I mean, I ignore red flags all day long. I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying, yes, you're right. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. So there are a lot of caveats to this argument and like it works for some people and it doesn't. You know, I think mm-hmm. there are a lot of different situational occurrences that can change the way this goes. But what I do like about this guy is that he's not trying to convince you of anything. It's really just, hey, this is what I've experienced this is what I've heard. Yeah. It's not like the last guy who was like, men, 
Right. You're a fucking idiot if you yeah. date a leftover woman. No, I like the gurus like this one, the one that we just heard because of that exact I mean, he's thing. eating he's celery like, while he's talking. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> he's just having a conversation. Yeah. Honestly, and, you know, I think at the end of the day, what he was saying is essentially, you know, something that we all agree on. The, the, the honeymoon phase will fade. And if you can't make it through that phase of things you weren't meant to be and that's okay you know like it's 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 a learning experience but one thing that i want to you know it's interesting that you're typecasting like i'm a dominant beta or i'm a alpha or i'm this and that one thing across the board it doesn't matter who you are if you are confident and have self-love it doesn't matter what category you are in you are going to sustain a healthier relationship because you have a healthier relationship with yourself. Yep. yep. Across the board. That's exactly right. That's why Antonio's in yeah. the situation he's yeah. in is because of that. He has confidence and self-love. Yep. You've never lacked that, in my opinion. And so. I honestly think the reason why like, I call myself a dominant beta is because I had to find a way to classify myself when people asked me what I right. was. Right, 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 right. Otherwise, I would say, I don't know. Right. You know? So I just, I mean, like on the tail end of that, if you guys heard that video and it and it it's ringing true to you in in any way, listeners, um, do the work. Go to therapy. Get the work. get yes. get lean into you know self love, confidence, whatever that looks like, yes. because that is what's going to help you find a sustainable, happy relationship. Yes, across the board, all day long, every day. Oh shit, Diana loves this guy. You. He will do this. And that is what is called intermittent rewards. So in a relationship, he may be giving you what you want sometimes and only occasionally to keep you hooked just enough so that you do not leave the relationship. And this is the same tactic that social media sites and casinos will use. They won't let you win every time, but they will let you win at a random interval so that you get just enough hope and just enough of that uh, breadcrumb that you feel like you need to continue using it. You need to continue going just like an addict continuing to get that hit of dopamine from him. So he will send you texts at random times. He'll respond to some texts. He won't respond to others. Um, he'll be really loving sometimes and other times he's not really loving. And he's using that tactic to make you hooked so that he can get what he wants from you, which could just be friends with benefits or nothing that's really what you want long term. Um, he's a dumbass. I hate that guy more than anything because he, every single one of his things is a fucking game. This isn't a game. We're not playing mind games. Like mm. we're talking about relationships. We're talking like dangle a carrot so mm. that the horse keeps walking towards it. Like that's literally what he just said. His whole platform is that. His whole entire thing is that like the casino thing. Yes, I get it. Sure. You know? But re with relationships, like, why are we playing mind games? When are we going to grow up? We're not 12. We're not 13 years old. Like, why are you just dangling something? You're either all in or you're not. So this is really interesting. Um, this is really interesting because I've experienced breadcrumbing. Absolutely. Um, I experience it often. All the time. All the time. Here's, here's uh, you know, it's not like they're consciously doing it. A huge part of it is their um, attachment style and their, you know, their, their, their psychological health, right? So um, if they're avoidant, 
uh, attachment style, chances are you're getting bread breadcrumbing all the time. Yes. They might not even be consciously knowing that they're doing it. It just seems like the safe thing that they need to do to keep things safe and in control. And honestly, when it happens, um, it's it's really easy for me to notice. Yeah. I, oh, it's yeah. Very, very easy. It's not one of those things where it's like, I don't know if he likes me or not. Like, I know exactly what's happening. Mm -hmm. I know what he's doing. And it's not sexy. No, it's not cute. It's not sexy. It's very unattractive. And I'm out. Yeah. Things are happening really fast and things are ending really fast with me now because it's like I recognize mm -hmm. those little things. You get that in your 40s, not in your yeah. 20s. Again, ha -ha. Do the work. That's right. I would say from like my dating point of view, I don't think I've ever really been breadcrumbed before because I, I hate to say this. It sounds kind of bad. I don't think I've ever dated women who were intelligent enough <laughs> to breadcrumb me like that, <laughs> I, I, at least in, in that aspect. Yeah, the that. relationships I've had that are the longest and the most healthy and the ones I've enjoyed the most, I think I, I date women maybe who have trauma because I have trauma. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that we have a trauma bond. We just both have recognized patterns that we've seen in relationships past that we both will recognize instantly if either of us are doing it. Yeah. So like I love to date women who call me out on my bullshit mm -hmm. because I'm a fucking idiot and I don't recognize my bullshit sometimes. And on the flip side, if I point out their bullshit, they can either maybe shut down and think about it and come back and communicate, which is most of the time, or they can bolt. Yeah. And that's my experience. I've never really been breadcrumbed. I don't know if I've ever breadcrumbed before. I might have. And I you're just, not the type of person that would I do that. I wasn't realized it. I thank you. Cause yeah, you're not. When I first heard this, I was like, have I done that? It was hard for me. I had to think about it. But then again, with this guru, like this is an interesting one. Cause almost all of his stuff goes towards females. Mm -hmm. Like he's coaching women. Mm. The very few times we've heard him coach men. It's like Diana says, She's playing this game, so you need to fight it with the game. No, no. if she's playing a game yeah. out the fucking door, that's, that's right. the key for me, you know? So, you know, I always liken this, you know, because I have been in an abusive relationship and I have experienced when they're throwing the ball at you over and over and over again and you just eventually stop catching it and throwing it back. And like, it's, it's, it's exhausting. He has to walk over. He has to pick up the ball again. He has to chuck it at you again and again and again. Eventually he's going to get sick of playing the game with you. Yeah. So my, my big, and this is, you know, a motto I came up with with the summer of Stephanie, um, match people's energy, man. Yes. If they're, if they are giving you the attention that you deserve yes. and you're interested in, in that fan fantastic match that energy if they're texting you once a day text them once a day if you're anxiously like do you like me what's it like yeah that's, no that's th that's the difference between dating a 20 year old and a 40 year old right there right um right there well i didn't learn that lesson until i was like 35 that's called emotional intelligence right 100 i told i couldn't agree with you more and i i literally am living this life right now you nailed it is matching the energy i have to you have to and you have to preserve your energy because there's a billion other people in your life that are counting on you to show up for them. Yes. So if you're yes. putting energy into something that is not, you know, giving you energy back, yeah, it's it's not worth it. Unless you're looking for something casual. If you're looking for something casual and that works for you, yep. 
You're matching the energy. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. While you're on that, do you think that people now are just more resigned to accept casual than really pursue relationships because they think relationships have been so corrupted by shit like this in the zeitgeist and in what these gurus are saying on social media? No. I think people are getting smarter to the fact that they don't need to couple up with every single person they connect Ooh, with. Ooh, that's an interesting point. Yes. All right, let's move on to the next. Four to five divorces originate from women. Women get incredibly bored a lot faster in long-term relationships and marriages than men do. Men, it kind of like goes a little slow over time. Women, it's like, I do, honeymoon phase, boom. Couple kids, boom, right? So you just have to understand that's a propensity of the way things usually go. 90% of alimony flows to women. 80% of custody orders are awarded to mothers. There is zero incentive in family law, the way that it's written throughout most of the Western world, for women to behave well in a divorce. 50% of first marriages fail, 75% of second marriages. I don't know about you guys, but I wouldn't get in a plane with a parachute if they said, well, there's about half a chance this parachute's gonna open. How can you minimize those risks? I know a lot of guys want to reproduce, they want to have kids, they want to leave a genetic legacy, I get it. She has to enter your frame and you must control it. Interesting. Um, so obviously, big old douchebag, but um, <laughs> here's something that I that I do want to say, because I, I really don't think I'm going to get married again, I'm, and I'm super fine with that. I don't, I don't need marriage to feel secure in a relationship. But one thing that I want to point out by what he was saying, all the statistics and blah, 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 that's life. It, it, you, you, can, you can say the woman is this and the man does this and this. Like, I hate data for that reason because it's just like you have no idea what stories are happening. That maybe yeah. that woman had an evolution and decided that she is asexual. Maybe that woman, you know, is fed up with staying, being a working or a stay-at-home mom. Like, you you don't know the story behind it. So maybe stop. the husband's a fucking asshole. asshole. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Anyways, that that was interesting because it's not like I necessarily... Marriage is not for everyone. Um, and this idea that everybody needs to couple up and go off and get married and like work harder and, you know, force it to work is, is, is actually, it's, it's okay to give up. I'm giving everyone permission. It's okay to move on with your life. Um, work hard, do what you got to do. But, uh, but at the same time, what he was saying about it all being women centered yeah, is the silliest of billies I've ever heard. So it's bullshit for sure. I, think, I, I agree. I mean, I couldn't have really said it better. Honestly, people stay because they get so worried about what their family's going to say or their friends or this or that, or they're worried to start over. And it's why? Like, that's how we grow. Yeah. I mean, this is like where love gurus like this are a little bit deceiving to me because there are some factual things in there that make sense. Like, I do believe that a lot of the divorce laws in this country are oh, very biased yeah. against men. I mean, I'm so lucky to have full custody of my son. Yes, you are. So, so lucky. More ways than we can describe, yes. Right. Yes. But I also, and not to like go into a conspiracy about this, I think it's arranged that way for two reasons. Reason number one, I do think that there is some kind of, I'm not going to say government conspiracy, but I think it's in the best interest of anyone in power to keep societies in distress. And that is one of the ways I think they do keep us in distress. 
that they keep us working, that they keep us occupied and stuff like this, because if it was just so easy to leave a relationship and leave a divorce and have everything be amicable, then you're not having all these right. legal fees and lawyer fees and right. people aren't making yeah. money off of the distress of a family. Yeah. Only because I went through the system do I believe this. Had I not been through the system, I would have just thought that was some rabbit hole conspiracy that someone came up with. Yeah. The other thing is, let's not forget, there are legal and divorce laws on the books for one giant reason. Back in the old days, if you were done with your wife, she'd be in a fucking pit. Exactly. Yeah. And beheaded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and called a witch and burned at the stake. Right. A yeah. lot of these things are developed because men in patriarchal society back then considered you guys disposable. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. So there's a double-edged sword to conversations like that. Yeah. And it's so, like, it. it's so, I, I have a group of friends. There's four of us. We're all divorced, you know, um, in different relationships. Some of us are single. Some of us are whatever. Uh, 50% of us, no. Sorry, 75% of us uh, would have had to have paid alimony. Right. Yeah. And I was just going to bring that up. It's like, do we hear that? Because I've never heard of that in my life where a woman pays the alimony. So one of my friends does pay alimony. The other one is in a more um, negotiable situation. Let's just say that. Wow. Right? Where the, the man is a little bit more. but definitely make more money. Wow. Definitely make more money. And I will also say that these women, not only were the people that were making most money, but were also cleaning the house and, you know, taking the kids everywhere. And so to, to say, well, the women do this and the men do this. I mean, yeah, the data is bullshit. You're right. So fluid. Yep. And, you know, frankly, going back to what he was saying, um, I, I agree with you. I think that alimony, you know, is 100%. It it ruins lives. It really does. And um, my, another one of my friends and I were talking about this. I kind of feel bad for people that don't go through a midlife crisis because it's like, oh, you're stuck. Like you're so stuck in the status quo, right? Like evolve. It's okay. Um, I'm not saying that has to end with divorce or like a, you know, but like grow out of who you were. It's okay to, to, to be a butterfly. But on the, on the flip side of that, um, there is a, a, a huge stigma that, you know, these women are like, you know, all they've been doing is sitting at home and they can't make money and blah, 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 blah. You guys, I don't get a penny from my ex-husband. He barely, barely sees my children. I don't have a college degree. I made some really questionable life choices. I have a job and I'm good at it. And I, you know, succeed in this world. It You, you do not need to just like roll up in a ball and pretend that you aren't capable. Yep. You are fucking capable. Yeah. See, this is stuff I wish I heard right after my divorce. Mm-hmm. Because as you know, I was married for 10 years and I received alimony mm-hmm. and it saved me. Mm-hmm. But we had an agreement that, you know, the state of Utah doesn't usually... um award the wife for the full 10 years it doesn't usually go to that Mm. it's usually a little bit less than that or half Mm. okay but our arrangement was we didn't want our kids to see the inside of a daycare Mm. and I was a stay-at-home mom every single year that we were married for 10 years I was a stay-at-home mom I did not work outside the home Mm. so when we got divorced 
He paid alimony and child support, which supported me to stay home with our children and be a stay at home, be a stay at home ex-wife. But my idea was I don't want alimony for five years. I want alimony until Olivia's in school full time and I can start my career, which was only three years. Mm. We got divorced when she was two and I got alimony for three years. He even helped pay half of her preschool bill, mm. yeah. which was expensive you had a as fuck. Very good. And mm-hmm. so that yeah. is exactly that is a very rare situation, sure. right? But we're both very emotionally mature individuals, right. and we were able to sit down at a table and say, "This is what's fair. I'm splitting the debt with you. Mm. We can love each other from a distance. Let's not kill each other and stay married." Right. If everybody in the fucking world could listen to this part of the podcast (laughs) and listen to this, you don't have to kill each other. You don't have to be nasty. You don't have to take money. I didn't touch his 401k for fuck's sakes. We were married for 10 years. That's a long time. Right. Right. Because why? I'm starting my career. I am not a broken bird. Right. I can support myself and be an amazing ex-wife to him and to his new person when she comes into his life. And that's how it should be. And if anything, I mean, you know, I have kind of a complicated story and we won't go into that. But if anything, um, it gave me I mean, I was so caged. I was not a broken bird, but I was a caged bird and I was so suppressed. So him you know, getting out of my life and mean being able to like fly free. I yeah. mean, it was terrifying. There was some really scary. I, luckily, I've got amazing support of people in my life. Um, you know, my family, my friends that were able to help me through it. But you know, I'm 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 in a career and I'm really good at it, and I you know have zero experience in it. And it was just something that I was just like I I. Like, I'm just going to apply and apply and apply until I get a job in this and build my my resume. That's literally how I did it. So, yep. anyways, empower. Empo- female empowerment, <laughs> you know? I love it. The self-love journey is not just sugar, spice, and everything nice like spa days and facials. Here are five authentic but uncomfortable parts of self-love from a licensed therapist and certified trauma professional. Make sure you listen to the last. It's just as important as the first. First, feeling bad about people getting angry at your boundaries, but following through anyway with whatever limits are required to protect your integrity. Second, acceptance of loss is a part of this process because when you go to the next level, The universe will remove everyone from your life who is preventing progress. Third, pushing yourself not only mentally but also physically by increasing cardiovascular health, mobility, and strength, even if this means cutting out a few late nights and the ever-so-popular alcohol consumption. Fourth, following your passions and dreams, even when it's the road less traveled because other people think it's weird or lame. And fifth, learning to have compassion for the imperfect parts because if criticizing yourself were going to work, I think that would have worked by now. I love him. I thought we should try and end on something a little bit more positive, right? Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah, I like everything that he said. I mean, he's spot on. I also appreciate that he had to slip in, I am a licensed mental health professional. So maybe that's, you know, something that we should be listening to. We we make sure we slip in. We are not licensed health professionals. We're just cynical assholes. This is true. (laughs) We're just fucking idiots. Um, No, but for reals, that's that's money right there. I love that. And 
unfortunately, that only has 2,000 likes. Uh, yeah, right? And that is the most spot-on truth I've heard in a long time from a guru. Also, Antonio, like, I don't know if you share these links. I mean, we don't need to fuel the nasty fire, but, you know, that guy, like, let's share it. Let's share it. Yeah, yeah, we'll share that one. And we were really good at that. Good. We we don't like bringing the assholes more attention and sending them like more people the direction. That's why we don't share their names or the links or anything like that. But we've shared one so far. We like him a lot, and I like this guy. And yeah. most of this guy's stuff is not as much about relationships. Yeah, it's more about how to make yourself a better person. Work for work. your relationship mm -hmm. is what a lot of his coaching is. Love it. Remember, I'll take care of you for me, or I'll take care of you for me, and you know, vice versa yeah. is old school. I'll take care of me for you if you take care of you for me. Period. Love it. And I think that's something that I forget so much. Uh, and I've been told this by pretty much all my partners is that I put so much energy into what is going on in the relationship with them, with the children, with the house, the lawn. And I don't spend enough time on myself because I've always thought that any time I spent on myself is time that I could be spending with them. No. But here's the thing. And again, mm -hmm. I I'm talking to two fully employed women in this room. Mm -hmm. There is that kind of male stigma that's been going around for as long as I can remember. And my parents' generation, the parents' generation before that is that you're a man. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. You got to grin and bear it and push that grindstone every day. Uh-uh. And times have changed now. Yeah. And I think that's why we get so much of this um, red pill mentality of like, you should have a, hot meal when you come home and blow jobs aplenty. Like that's what they preach because that <laughs> used to be the idea of what a relationship and marriage should be, you know, but guess what? As times got tough and things got more expensive, women started having to work and guess what? Now you guys feel empowered and you feel like you have a say, which you do. Right. The whole idea that you don't is fucking ridiculous. And I think that's why we see a lot of these strong men online yeah. Yeah. who are actually little fucking babies because yeah. what they're saying is, I miss the days where I used to get a steak and blowjobs aplenty. Right. Yeah, that's hey, exactly right. That's not your woman's fault. That is not your fault. That's fucking society's fault. Right. So stop sharing this toxic shit because it's not going to help anybody. If anything, it's going to make things worse. Well, and if anything, I, I, I am so blessed that I have really awesome you know, conservative Mormon parents that are also artists. And I left the church when I was very young and peaced out, but they are very much still in it. My siblings are all still very much in it. Um, my parents have the most beautiful symbiotic relationship because they're both artists. My dad's a musician. My mom was a dancer. And, you know, both they fell in love with them as the leads of Taming of the Shrew together, blah, 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 blah. My parents support the other person's independence and hobbies. And mm -hmm. I think watching that growing up, watching my mom just, you know, okay, you know, another another classical guitarist was staying at her house for two weeks from, you know, yeah. Brazil or whatever. Like, and she would just roll with it and she would just make it happen for my dad That's and so vice good. versa. I think if you can give, you know, the other person permission to be their whole self without you, right? It's not about servitude. It's not about, it's about, 
I'm amplifying you, but you're amplifying me. That's exactly right. There's your king and queen. It's mm-hmm. just, just like beautiful. we talked about. And it's interesting because, you know, my first marriage didn't didn't amplify that at all. But I, I will say, you know, I, I was like, yeah, please go golfing with the boys. Yeah, yeah. please. Like, please. Yes. Go build hobbies. Like I, I'm saying this to the women out there, letting your men or even vice versa have a life outside of you is the healthiest thing that you can do for your relationship. Absolutely. And Antonio is soaking this in like a sponge i can see his wheels turning in his head like this is important i think one of the things that he left out that i would add and again not a therapist but there is something that doesn't get mentioned a lot in these and that is fear Mm -hmm. fear in the woman or fear in the man either fear of not being accepted or fear of being rejected or fear of not accepting yourself Mm -hmm. and that is a thing that I don't know yeah. and I don't hear a lot talked about is, yeah. okay, it's easy to say I can do all of the things that mm. this guy tells me to do, but if I'm afraid to even accept the fact that I need to change, that I'm so used to or accepted with who I am or if my partner feels that way, yeah, how can you convince someone not to be afraid of taking that next step? That's yeah. the part that I always come across is, yes, I could easily do all those things. But am I afraid of doing those things, how it's going to affect the other person's opinion of themselves? You know what book you need to read? Face the fear and do it anyway. Mm -hmm. It is an excellent book. Seriously, it it talks exactly what you are saying right now is this book. Is that your MILF worthy for the week? Face the fear and do it anyway. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I mean, go for it. Read it. Find it. Listen to it. I don't give a shit, but it's good shit. I mean, honestly, face like like an overcoming fear, I think, is a life skill. Uh, again, we're all in our 40s. We're people that, you know, are are kind of in this phase where we're just like, all right, it's time to do the work. I think the sooner you can overcome the fear of failure, the better off you're going to be across the board. Another great episode of Love Guru Roulette. Yes. Love it. And you know what? I love that last guy. So yep. make sure you tune into our socials and to our website, themilfamepod.com. We will share that last creator's uh, info so you can go and follow him because he had a lot of good advice. Stephanie, thanks so much for joining us on the second episode. We can't wait to have you back and can't wait to be a part of whatever projects you have coming. Yay. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for having me. It's super fun. So once again, you can follow us on our socials, The Milk Me Podcast, or at themilkmepod.com. Rate, like, review, subscribe, all the good stuff. Tell your friends, and we will see you next week. 